It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. And with me in the hot seat is Aria this week. Oh, there we go. Got something. Indeed. <laughs> I did get to say I did get to say my line. I'm so I'm so sad. Let's do it again. It is the technology show where we translate geek <laughs> into regular speak every week. Hello, Mr. Sternberg. Good to have you back. Good to be here. Sure. I cannot believe that we're in October already. I mean, with <clears throat> I think the the chats around New South Wales at the moment is definitely about next Monday when we come out of prison. I mean, lockdown. Well, I don't know with our new premier what's going to happen. It's amazing what's ha actually happened this week. But uh, <laughs> I would, I well, would for all of those that don't know you, um, <laughs> that's you. Look, we've got two of you on the screen at the same time. How cool is that? Wow. But um, for all the, the, the regular listeners and the people that have followed us for many years, I mean, you're one of the, well, you're the original co-host when we were still just a, a little podcast. So always good to have you back. Um, now, there was quite an exciting announcement uh, on your side, but we'll get to that just now. I've got to do things with a Z first. Now, this is not to make you jealous or anyone else jealous, but that picture over there, is my box of goodies that arrived that I arranged and took a photograph of. So just to quickly go through them, the most important part is at the bottom right is the guest hub, uh, guest hub, listen to me, the nest hub, this little bad boy over here. Um, that's actually version two. And I'm not going to go into the difference between version one and version two. Uh, suffice to say that if you were, if you could get a really good deal on version one, like price wise, no reason not to. However, Version two and the real big selling point on this is that it monitors your sleep because this can sit next to your bedside mm -hmm. at night, your you know your bedside table. Um, it's got algorithms and tech that actually monitor your sleep, listen for your breathing, can report back. And it, I use an app like that on my phone as well, so it's something that I try and do track um, just to see if I can get some better sleep. But basically, what you're looking at there is everything that you need from your front door through to cameras outside and inside, and even some extension cable um, PowerPoints, waterproof cables, and then the hub. So did I have fun? Yes. Now I can't show you my actual installation because we're sitting here. <clears throat> so I've done the next best thing. So there's the doorbell on the door. And when you push it, um, you now, for, okay, so just for the listeners, let me take a step back. I'm a huge Apple fanboy. Everyone knows that, but I use Google for everything. I know that sounds weird. <laughs> I use Google for my business. Um, I use photos instead of iCloud. Um, I have Google devices throughout my whole house, like the speakers and that. So I've never done the whole home part. And there's actually a reason for it. The main reason, just before everyone goes, oh, because I don't make good stuff. My accent and Siri do not go well together. Never have. I think the Scott and myself have the same problem. There's just so many words that it does not get right, whereas Google gets it spot on. And we're going to talk about another company that gets languages spot on. So, it's not just you, dude. <laughs> it's actually a lot, Portuguese accent, yeah. If all you're global, though, Aria, like if you've worked all over the place and that, like I've lost quite a bit of my South African accent. There's, there's hybrids that come into it. So I get that and I understand, but Google picks it up perfectly. So that was why I always went for Google in the past. So it made sense then to secure the home and have the home 
you know, all connected through one one platform. And of course, my TV is an Android TV. So you push the button and all the speakers, now these are settings, you don't have to have this, but I've gone full tilt. So you push the button and all the speakers announce there's a visitor at the door. And if you pick up your phone, you can actually then click and see. Uh, in fact, let me do that. Let me, I'll show you. We don't have to talk through it. So that there is an outdoor wall mount, and then that's the doorbell of the camera. That is magnetic, by the way. So you drill the base plate into the wall, and then this is magnetic. And according to Google, we haven't found out yet, it will take like tornado strength winds. So it's not going to blow off. I don't know about the naughty kids that want to come and steal it. but that's yeah, I was going to say, but better put it out of reach. So there's, I've tried to find like the same scene to show you the difference between obviously between mobile and on the hub itself. So when someone rings the doorbell, all my speakers announce, and then those are the options that you have. You can have a, you can see it on the hub, which is next to my bedroom, which I'm not necessarily there, or I can just pick up my phone. Um, and you can actually talk to the person from there as well. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's similar to the Amazon ring. I mean, there's no rings been doing that for you. This is not necessarily innovation. Um, what this is though where this is very very cool it's so easy to use now unfortunately i do have to throw apple under the bus here a little bit on my tcl phone super easy to, to, to set up right android i open the box there's a qr code on every single component and i just scan it and it adds it into my google home on the iphone uh, I had to go through it a couple of times and I think it was picking up a conflict between my two different Google accounts. But I, I did it all on my Android phone anyway. I mean, TCL sponsored the show, so I did it on my TCL. But I must tell you that it is such a cool product. Now, here's some of the features. Now, people say, well, why do you want a doorbell that, that checks on you? Why do you want cameras? I mean, the security is not that bad. It's not only about security. So I want to check in on my cats when I'm out. I just dial into the camera and I talk to it. So I can actually talk to my cat. I can also see what's going on. It has a thing called um, person detect. So I've set my camera that it's linked to my phone. If I walk out the door, the cameras turn on. And when I come home, the cameras turn off. And there's a little green light. I don't know if it shows you on that previous slide. Uh, yes, you can see it over there. That little green light shows you that the camera's on. Now it's probably when I have to do the public service announcement and go, disclaimer, video recording in progress. Um, Dude, I don't know what noise you're making. I've got construction outside my side, and I've got papers on your side. Are you eating like <laughs> sneaky chips or something? No, that was the that was the the trash can not opening by the foot pedal. So I was trying to open it. There we can, go. Can I ask a question here? Yes. Um, aside from the fact that you know you probably want to put the magnetic camera out of reach, um, we've also got the the element of. Um, Google now versus, you know, uh, Apple home versus, uh, Amazon. And I think you, if I'm not mistaken, you have an Amazon of device. Yeah. I've got like, it's called a Trivi. It's like a fridge magnet radio yep. thing. That's, so I've, I've, I've got, a, I've got an echo dot that we just set up in our house. And ever since I set it up, Google's been acting a little bit funny. It's almost like Google's a bit uh, jealous or something. And uh, I don't, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> I, 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 well, I'll tell you what, Amazon's uh, voice recognition puts Google to shame. You're the second person to tell me this. This um, is not. I mean, pronunciation, yeah. uh, Portuguese words, Japanese words, because you know our, our, our daughter is uh, 
listening to you know, songs everything. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so um, when I say, you know, <laughs> when I tell Google, you know, play songs from Mundo Bita, which is a, you know, a, a song of uh, Portuguese songs from Brazil, Google just never gets it right. Amazon, one shot. That's amazing. So here's a question to you. Do you think the three big companies, so Google, Apple, and Amazon, do you think they would ever come up with a, I'm going to just call it a microphone. doesn't matter where the microphone is, right? But if microphone linked to AI, that would let the user have multiple devices. So it's almost like a bridge, multiple devices, and then you can just speak, and it decides between the three devices that you've got in your house which one to actually activate because that would solve this problem. I thought you were going to ask me another question. I thought you were going to say to me, because you're an Android user, and I mean, as long as I've known you, you've been an Android user, but you've, and I also know that you've always had Amazon products in your home as well. I remember your speaker, your echo speaker, when it first came out, you know, you would, you would benefit from a product like this because it's, it's so easy to set up on your phone. You've got Google home, you select it, boom, it's done. But now does, the Google Home and your Amazon devices play nicely together from a speaker point of view? The answer is probably no. You know, it's that whole that whole ecosystem. And that's going to be the problem moving forward, you know? Separate rooms. I mean, that, I that's, the whole, that. that's the whole thing, yeah. right? Because uh, <laughs> you'll appreciate this. Our friends at, uh, at, at TCL, um, and I should say uh, TCL's sister company, the French Alcatel, uh, one of the devices which we still use, which has been going strong for four years now, good piece of kit, um, got lost because Isa hid it under the microwave. And that was what we were using for white noise for the baby's room. And so I finally unboxed the Amazon Echo and put it in the room. Now, yeah. um, definitely play nicely together. But if you play the volume on one, and I don't know if you've seen the video where someone played... Uh, and uh, two devices off each other, calling two different. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're talking to each other. It's like, yeah, that's that's hilarious. But yeah, no, I, I haven't experienced that yet. So far, it's been safe. Okay, so, yeah. So I, look, I think you know what's nice about this is you expecting a delivery. You can check on the camera. And um, the best I was playing with the camera indoor. So there's one indoor and then there's one outdoor. Um, they're both battery charged and they have a magnetic charging. I'm looking for it, but it's not yet set up. Um, what's cool about it is I get a warning that says person detected, and it actually picked up that Gail was sitting on the couch. So it saw her as a person, thankfully. Um, and um, what's nice about that is that if I'm at the house and someone comes in the house, I'm going to get that notification. It's going to detect it. And I can yeah. take the appropriate. There is a subscription service um, for like Nest subscription service for things like your smoke alarms. If that goes off, it will pick it up and send you a notification. And that uh, I mean, you don't need the subscription service. That's if you're just using all those features. There's video recording in the cloud. And again, I think there's a few people that play in this space. But I must say, with all my years of setting up tech to review, the seamless and easiness of this was. 10 out of 10. Um, like literally the fact that you can open the box and there's a QR code. And I love, I love talking about QR codes because when I first moved to Australia, Aussies didn't do QR codes. It just wasn't the thing, right? The whole world did, but not them. And now with COVID, everyone's a QR code expert. Um, but it, but it really, really is simple. So that was my tech review for the week. I must say that I had incredible fun um, playing with it. The real big test is going to come, and I'm sorry to say this to you, 
but I've got a feeling there's a Pixel 6 coming around for a review. Now, to see how that integrates with my home system, you know, I'm sure it would be fun to do. But but we'll 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 get to the Pixel 6 as and when. I saw the adverts last night for it. Uh, I see it's now on route here. Anywho, I did mention you, well, you mentioned understanding uh, the different accents and the different voices. Now, for everyone that didn't see the slide at the beginning, you, uh, you're the, the, the person that pretty much has brought Kudo to the shores, I think is the right way to do it. No one knew what it was before you got, before you brought it here. Uh, that is quite an exciting meeting because for a company that not many people know about, to have an, a formal plug-in and relationship with a giant like Microsoft and specifically Teams, to trust Teams, uh, well done to you and the whole team. Uh, take us through it. What does it mean? Well, I think, tell us what kudos again. There are some people that might not have seen the show that you were on. So give us a quick overview and then tell us the importance of this and why, you know, once you've explained kudo. Sure. Uh, it's qu quite simple. And uh, for those of you who are out there who know me or who have met me, uh, you know that I, I attempt to speak a few different languages uh, and have worked and lived in, in Southeast Asia and other parts of Asia for most of my professional life outside of being in Australia. Uh, I do speak Vietnamese and Chinese, but going into a meeting, I'm not going to use those languages to run a meeting. Uh, and so out of Australia, we kind of expect everyone to speak English. Uh, it's just kind of the de facto. Um, however, there are people in other countries who just, you know, either not comfortable uh, speaking English or uh, they have enough power uh, and privilege to say, you know what, we're going to use our own language. So what are you going to do? You need an interpreter. You need someone to help you out. So, yeah, what are you going to do? So Kudo is essentially a platform that allows you to have multilingual meetings so that uh, anyone can join, speak their own language, uh, and everyone participating can hear it in their own language. So Brett could be speaking Afrikaans, I could be hearing English. I'd be speaking English, he'd be hearing Afrikaans, and there wouldn't be any interruption in that experience. Now, what this uh, integration means, and it's the first and only native integration into Microsoft Teams, is anyone using Microsoft Teams, anyone in the world, can have a meeting with anyone else in any country uh, and they can communicate in two or up to 32 different languages at the same time. So no longer do you have to either defa default to English um, or have someone else somewhere else have multiple contraptions set up. So you have one meeting happening here in Google Meet, another one happening in Teams, another one happening in uh, maybe WhatsApp so that you can hear different interpretations happening at the same time. So it's... Uh, it's, it's transformational and uh, we hope to see, you know, the world sort of pick up and understand that uh, from even just a climate perspective, the amount of carbon that can be saved from not having to fly to another country, go yeah. in the taxi or an Uber to a hotel, stay in the hotel, eat all the food there when you can actually pick up the phone, have a conversation in Japanese and put it down. It's incredible well, how much we can done save. That for us as well, right? We've now yeah. got quite used to the fact that, meeting like we're meeting now even i mean that's why the show went from a podcast to a podcast the technology is there um it takes me 45 minutes to get from here to the studio to record and don't get me wrong i'm looking forward to to being back in the studio and the sounds better and the feels better and, and all those things are better but this works you know and i remember earlier in my career living in south africa to get to the east coast of america was 17 hours and to get to the west was close to 30. 
um, you know, because I in multiple stops. And uh, if I can jump on a call and have a video presentation like this, and as you've said, if I had to go to a place like China, where I can't speak a word of the language of Mandarin, sorry, or Cantonese, and just put a, a, a translator in, that, that alone makes it worthwhile not to go, right? Uh, going back to my, your reference to Afrikaans, I think if I spoke Afrikaans, not even Kudo would get that right. I've become so rusty on it. But anyway, well done on that. As I said, to to integrate with a company like Microsoft, that's not the kind of thing that's done over a cup of coffee and a, and a beer, you know. So that's yeah. no, it's eighteen Kudo. months of the Microsoft Teams team and our teams just figuring out how to make it work. But uh, it is seamless. It's, I mean, it's it's so boring that when you're on Teams, you don't even notice the difference. It's a small button. You click it it slides over, then there's a place to select what language you want to listen in, and Bob's your uncle. Brilliant. Huh? Well, well done. So, yes, three of my favorite companies, not. Um, I'm doing it. There we go. I'm, I'm so not. happy. So, for the people that are watching and listening and listening, I just put up a logo of Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, which are all Facebook companies. And yesterday, today's the 6th, yesterday was the 5th, there was a blackout. Um, now, there have been multiple stories going around as to what happened, but I'm going to go with the one that I think was Cloudflare. Um, they posted and they basically said they did a server upgrade. It just never repassed. It never connected there. I mean, just stop for a second. With a company that big to make a mistake that small that can be so catastrophic, you know, it's uh, I'm seeing 10. 10. 10. 10. Ten billion dollars. That's what it cost. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Absolutely insane. But you know, there's a there's a bigger there's a bigger thing at play here, right? The bigger thing is quite simple, that we have become so dependent on these networks and our lives. I mean, Gail said to me, it was about two in the morning. She's like, Have you turned off the internet? And I'm like, No, I'm going back to sleep now. And you should be too. She's like, no, but I need to speak to someone back in South Africa because of the time zones. And there was, I said, I promise you I haven't turned off the internet. But what I didn't realize, she was speaking to them via WhatsApp. So, you know, it, there was no WhatsApp. What's yeah. caused a pain for me is I had to reconnect my, my Mac to WhatsApp. So, you know, when you use on, on PC, that all disappeared as well. So I had to go in and rescan, and it's just frustrating. But anyway, well done. Now, a bit of a sad show, and I've actually called the show today 10 years on. I cannot believe that. Yesterday, also 10 years since that man passed. I mean, I, it seems like yesterday when the announcement came through. And I was just thinking that if I was Facebook, I would have said, no, the reason we blacked out was just a moment of silence to remember the amazing <laughs> Steve Jobs. But I'm not their marketing department. But um, I must say that I do miss Steve. I miss what Apple was. I don't think Apple is what it was. Um, I mean, I said to you off air before we got on the show, I haven't upgraded to iOS 15 yet because it's just too buggy. There's, there's still bugs. They've already done the 0 0.01 update and there's still bugs. And I, I said on the show two weeks ago that I wait till it's 15.1, not 0 0.01 or 0 0.02, 0 0.1. Um, in, in Steve Jobs' days, never would have happened, mate. It, it, it just wouldn't have released. Um, and if it did, everyone would have been fired. So, yeah. Um, nice to see the picture of uh, my Apple hero up there on the screen. But, yeah, 10 years yesterday. What else have we got? Huh. 
I'm going to hand this one back to you. In fact, before I hand this one back to you, I just have to say <laughs> something now, and everyone's going to call me a heathen. Okay. First of all, I eat my meat well done, like dead, burnt. Okay. So that's heathen 101 I, on bread. I, I've seen it. Two, I can attest to it. There is nothing on God's green planet or any other deity's green planet that would make me want to eat that stuff. I've never seen so much fat and marbling and pure yuckiness there. And for those people that aren't watching, that's Wagyu beef that I've got up on the screen, which is like the most expensive stuff in the world. Um, let me hand this over to you because you found this uh, the story. Sure. Well, I think, I mean, as, 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 as those who are fans of the show from old, we, we touch on all kinds of crazy technology. And I think one of the areas of sort of the edge of technology is on 3d printing and, (laughs) and the future of, of, of food, uh, and just, uh, additive, uh, manufacturing. And so, you know, people think 3d printing and these little, you know, kits you buy for your house and you print little fidget spinners. Um, but this is a full-fledged piece of Wagyu beef that was printed from uh, protein. I'll try um, to put the picture up as well just to show how, how, how it actually is using proteins, not, as you said, this little plastic machine. Yeah. Um, but this is this is actual, you know, uh, lab-grown meat. This is not coming from a cow. Um, this is a proper full steak, uh, a Wagyu steak that uh, cost, you know, a, a, tens of thousands of dollars to produce this one little piece of meat. However, um, what this means is that for the future is that we really don't need to actually have cows growing and, you know, eating in fields and producing lots of methane um, and, you know, creating the climate to go away. Uh, In the same, in the same vein, uh, shrimp is being grown in vats in Singapore by a company called Shiok Meats. Um, we have plenty of new uh, plant-based protein companies coming out with plant-based fish. We've got plant-based chicken from uh, both, um, uh, was it Just? I think Just is using, doing the plant-based and Impossible has Impossible a chicken. And also, yeah, well. so, you know, if if you've gone and had a Rebel Whopper over at uh, yeah. Burger King, it tastes a bit smoky, but if someone gave it to you and didn't tell you you're eating uh vegetable you yep. would not know you i have know. to agree with you on that and i you was know? actually going to bring up burgers because that's the one thing you and i share passion for is burgers i mean i know we've traveled all over sydney looking for that that secret sexy burger so i i did have one of those rebel whoppers and you're a hundred percent right if it was it was smoky but if i didn't know that it wasn't meat i would have just thought this was a smoky like a chipotle styled burger it, the texture was right everything was right I am a huge meat lover. I mean, I do. I love meat. I love a good, even though I murder it and, and, and burn it and all those wonderful things and every chef in the world is, is turning over. I don't know, though, if I would be that excited about eating, and not just meat, chicken, shrimp, uh, whatever, whatever protein source they want to start generating, out of a machine. Like, has it got the value? That's the question. You know what I mean? Um I'm I mean, not a, I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't I don't know. Like, does it have the same value as as bio, bio, biologically reared products? My understanding is uh, that grown meat uh, absolutely does. It's basically exactly the same. Uh, the plant based versions, uh, there's a lot of argument whether or not they're 
there's any semblance of health in them, yeah. you know, because you've got a lot of additives and you look at like, you know, vegan food, like, you know, just um, a lot of the food that's coming out of, show. we don't do vegan on this show. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, you know, uh, if, if you look at some of the, some of the stuff that comes out of Taiwan, so a lot of vegetarians over there, it's just like flat out fried gluten, you know, which is, which is not <laughs> half the world can't eat anyway. So, you know, I mean, I, you've got to really question. The, I understand the goodness for the world. And like you mentioned, the methane is a big problem. That's where our ozone issues have come from. But, you know, I think about even when you take supplements. So for people that have dietary issues, whatever they say, I'll give you a perfect example. COVID, lockdown, no vitamin D from the sun because you're indoors. So all the, you know, all the healthcare professionals are, are suggesting that we increase our vitamin D by taking vitamin D tablets or vitamin D drops. It's not the same. Like, it's not the same. You know, it's been made in a lab. It has to have some carrier products inside of it as well. And it's not going to do the same thing that the sun does for us, you know, in vitamin D. Anyway, it's the technology and show, not the biology show. But I, I must no. say that that was a great find from your side. I like the idea of the shrimp. I do like that because I find shrimp like, Honestly, that's pretty gross. I mean, they eat shit. That's what they do. They bottom feeders. So if you're growing it in a lab, um, you're at least taking that aspect out of it. So, yeah. Um, what else have I got? Ooh, okay. This is just the geek in me. And I, I found this story. <laughs> I found this story because the new James Bond movie has finally um, gone to gone to cinema. I, that that's definitely a big screenshot. You don't watch James Bond on a TV or on an iPhone or an iPad. That's that's big Dolby Atmos popcorn beer stuff. So what this is, it's a weird name. It's called John Carter Warlord of Mars. That's the name of this upcoming game. But it basically John Carter is um, well, it's, he's interplanetary and it's set in 1945. So it's that whole. Nazi Germany and they had extraterrestrial technology. It's that play. It's a game, if I didn't say that. But it's actually going to have Ian Fleming in it. They're going to bring him there. He is sitting. They're going to bring him to life based on his experience as being a spy and being in the army in the war. Um, he's he's part of this game. So I just thought it was just a nice little fun because I said the new Bond movie has now finally come out. It's only been two years that we've waited for it, um, and I'm. Definitely going to go and see it when uh, when we're allowed to go and see it. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you're into history, uh, you know what's the right adventure style gaming, this game's come out. It's, it's from an independent um, uh, developer, which is always good to support. And uh, yeah, weird name: John Carter, Warlord of Mars. So there's my my little find on on that. Okay, I'm going to hand this one back to you. I actually saw a very different article about this. So I'm quite interested to see what you what you explain here versus what I was reading. But yeah, so for those that are listening, I've put a picture of a brain with what looks like a, I don't know, like a little implant on side of it with electrical wires. Yeah, the, the, this is, I think this is the, you know, you've got, well, I, I guess we have to sort of introduce what this technology is for people that aren't familiar with it. Um, I mean, it is a bit scary when you see wires and what look like, you know, sticks poking into the brain. And there are a lot of different 
you know, methods of, of introduction of the technology of, you know, brain computer interfaces, which is taking, you know, a, a machine that you can connect to your brain um, and either, you know, stimulate the brain in different ways or uh, extract information. You know, uh, there's on the news that Samsung is trying to, you know, copy the entire content of a brain onto a massive hard drive. Another story for another time. This right here, what we're seeing is an implant, which is meant to zap away depression. And so if it identifies and realizes that certain parts of your brain are showing signs of depression, it will actually uh, input electrical impulses into your brain. Um, not unlike uh, our friend from Denmark who shared, or from, uh, not Denmark, um, uh, yeah, yeah. With the with the uh, plant plant what's it called planter games when they yeah. next said that that put stimulation here on the front cortex or front totally. lobe, yeah. And and so you know our our friend Anuraj is uh, all over these things and still you know finding new and wonderful ways to you know using EEG and either non-invasive or invasive as as this technology uh, is. Um, ways to, you know, manipulate how people are feeling. I, I think there are other ways to do that, but uh, yeah. Well, I, I've, got some, I've got some views on those. I mean, look, depression, <laughs> depression is not a laughing matter, okay? That's, it's, a, it's a real disease. There are millions and millions of people that suffer from it. A lot of people don't even know they suffer. And it's half the tragedies we hear in the world are, you know, directly correlated to people being in a depressed state, and, and COVID hasn't helped that. The only problem is if you go back to the days of the sanitariums, you know, when they use electroshock therapy to try and shock you out of your state. I mean, uh, you know, we kind of like, that's the byproduct if they get it wrong, right? You know, we'll be walking around a little bit uh, zombified or, or what's the word? Um, what's the name? Frankenstein. The problem that I have with that kind of technology is that that one clearly is invasive as well. The problem that I have though is if there's a misdiagnosis or a misfire, um, you know what happens at that pro at that point? Yeah, these are. I I'm, I personally look. I don't think I suffer from depression. I mean, everyone has a little moment when they're a bit down in the clumps. I'm generally a glass half full, peppy kind of guy, and I'd I'd hate to be in a world where everything just seems doom and gloom. But I have a cheaper version which I'd use externally. So for me. If I ever feel a little bit down, I reach for a bottle of Glenfit at 15 and good to go. <laughs> no, I'm not, I've got to be my public responsibility, not for sale to people under the age of 18. But, the, the, you know, the reality is, and again, I don't want to make light of it. And in fact, I'll go back to that slide. Looking at that diagram that's up there, and with, especially with the diodes that are going right in, I mean, we know so little about the brain. You know, who's going to roll up their sleeve and go, hey, man, I'm game. Yeah, stick these things into my head and let's see what happens. Uh, was this being done? Are they experimenting like this already? Or was this just concept? I, I, it's it's con it's concept. It the technology has been developed. Uh, it's certainly not being tested on humans yet, as far as I know. Um, the poor rats and the poor monkeys. I think that they're still, yeah. uh, you know, being uh, depending on where in the world this technology is being tested. Um, there, there is some other interesting uh, development going on. One is around using um, uh, capturing galvanic skin res skin response. So you know whether you're sweating or not, um, and matching that with heart rate, and then uh, taking taking that data and then visualizing it in VR, 
and being able to actually identify auras and identify chakra points and where different parts of the body are responding to uh, different stimulus. And so this is uh, an honorary special, but, uh, you know, it is quite uh, quite interesting, the kind of data that people are doing and the correlations that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Now, does a correlation mean causation? Not necessarily, but uh, yeah. I think there's enough data that comes to say, maybe. Well, let's see what happens. But as I said, for now, I'm probably going to stick to my limit at 15. <laughs> right, so the featured... Uh, Merchant in the SME mall is Pop Art U, and I put that picture up just to show you how it's pretty good. I mean, they're the real people, and there they are. So, if you're looking to get a portrait done of you or a pet or kids or whatever, but wow. in the old Victorian way, and uh, there's quite a few to choose from, go on over to the SME mall and uh, have a look at uh, Pop Art U. Now, before we get on to the <laughs> last segment of the of the show, is there anything else got- from your side? I got I got a comment on this. So, two thousand and three, I had a company called A Commercial Art Studios. We had a studio of twenty seven Vietnamese artists yeah. who worked with us, and we received photographs from professional photographers in the wedding industry. And they would paint, uh, paint paintings uh, like this, and send them back to customers in the in the U.S. So it's funny seeing this now. So, well, not only yeah. it's human screen, and I think it's just digital. Uh, yeah. They've always got like a little green screen there. This is done. Totally. But, um, there was actually one. Uh, you can't see it clearly in this in this screenshot. The, the, this little picture over here. It's actually the dog with the dog's head in the tuxedo. So, I mean, like, and I'm thinking of Peter, how he is with Pedro. That's the kind of oh yeah, because you know he dresses up, right? So there's a picture of Pedro with uh, with his um, tuxedo on. Um, I'm actually quite excited or scared about this segment because I don't know what Brett really knows. So um, for those that have been following, uh, last week was probably the best I've done. I think I got. I, I got 3-2 was the final score. 4-3 was the final score. So I actually did get more right than I did wrong. And it was all about Windows and Microsoft, I might add, which is not my strongest point. So I'm going to hand over the quiz mastering to you. And we're going to play Does Brett Really Know? And I don't have my bell sound here to go ping. Find it. So what are we doing on Does Brett Really Know? We are doing acronyms from the advertising world of technology and digital marketing. Okay. (laughs) Fun, fun stuff. I'm just going to do that straight away. Where's my buzzer? Get it ready. Right. Okay. (laughs) Acronyms from the MarTech world, I suppose, is the right one. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Let's go. How many have I got? How many questions do I have? Uh... Well, let's see. How much time do we have? Um, we've, got a, well, we've got a few minutes left, but you've got to make sure that they, they're an odd number, so I do actually have a chance of winning. All right, so let's, make it, let's, make it, let's make it seven. Seven. Okay, yeah. here we go. Does Brett really know? No. Yes. Okay, first one, CRM. It's pretty easy. Customer Relationship Management. Excellent. That's one. That's one. It's going to get harder. <laughs> CDP. CDP. 
Content yep. distribution platform. Uh, Content CDP. Customer data platform. Well done. Yep. How about a next one? DSP. Uh, demand side platform. Well done. That's DMP. Three. That's three. Three for three. Um, DMP is data management platform well done how about four for four rtb uh, rtb and this is in martech martech and digital marketing okay rtb return to base i do not know <laughs> do i do i say the correct one i've, um, I've buzzed myself already Real real time bidding. Oh, I should know that. Jeez, life. Okay, I'll buzz me again for that one. So what's it? <laughs> Four one. Okay. Uh, CPM. CPM is cost per thousand or cost per impression, rather. Very good. Uh, excellent. And that's uh, that's six, it's right? Five one. So I've got one more, but I have one, one more. So it's great. All right. Um, it's going to hit me with a doozy now. I'm waiting for it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it on the right level. Um, CPV. Uh, cost per view. Well done. Six one. Well done. That was actually, so I think, and thank you for that challenge because a lot of people think that us agency people just throw these things around because we haven't got anything better to do with our time when we come up with them. Um, I mean, when you and I started beyond intent four years, five years ago, whatever it was, um, you know, Martech was still like the big buzzword and now kind of people just expect the stuff to happen. But there's so many bad decisions that are made. You know, people are chasing clicks or they're chasing views. And I think the, the message to, to everyone out there when it comes to Martech specifically, there are tens of thousands of different platforms. It always starts off with having a partner you can trust. Find someone that you know or engage an agency or consultancy. Sit down with them and tell them what you're trying to achieve. You know, I remember you and I used to have a lot of fun workshops with clients. We would sit down with them. And they would actually tell us what they're trying to achieve. And we would promise them when they left that workshop, they would have a very clear idea of the next steps and what they should do and even suggestions of technology. So, and, and there's so many people now that are up there saying, oh, I'm a digital marketer. Well, what does that mean? Mm. <laughs> we all market digitally. You can phone Google, they'll do it for free. They'll take your money happily in their market. And you can go into Facebook and click, what's it, boost. Please don't ever click the boost button. Please don't ever click the boost button. That you might as well go to the pokies and put your money in. You're going to get more chance of a return on your investment than that. But um, that was actually quite cool. Actually, I haven't played with Martech acronyms and, and meanings for a while. What was the one I got wrong? RTB. Yeah. Um, real time bidding. Yeah, yeah. So that's when you. So that's when you are bidding for keywords in Google or any of the search components, right? It's tracking the amount that you've put versus what's available google or audiences and ads so if you're in the programmatic media space you are bidding for an audience or for a placement or for uh whatever that that thing is any anything that has uh where the value that's going to change depending on you know what you're looking for and how many people are bidding for it 
you might make three bucks. I mean, this is a world that you lived and ate and slept and dreamt and all day long. I mean, I know it's fun with what you're doing now, but do you do you miss it? Like, do you like? Oh, I wish I was doing a big campaign again. Bye bye. I think you know so many people just throw their money into Facebook uh, because yeah. Facebook has such you know such a large audience and they can optimize and awesome. make. Different hours of ten to two in the morning on the first. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> uh, but you know generally speaking like I think that the there's so much automation now and and technology out there that automates a lot of what uh, was done manually before that uh, a lot of the the new entrants they really aren't thinking as much as just you know putting budgets into a box and then setting some parameters and pressing go and then going back and checking it as opposed to really thinking putting strategy behind it and then also uh, you've got different people that are now dealing with the, you know, the, the, how to say the MarTech, you know, connecting yeah. the dots, connecting the data platforms versus the people who are doing the media buying who actually have no idea, you know, you're putting like a, like a marble in one of those things. It's like, you know, that's which, great, which, that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, back, back when we were doing it, I mean, this is, I started more than 20 years ago, so there wasn't this automation you had to actually do everything seen, yourself we've seen some proper charlatans in our time as well oh. some of the tech that has come across our doors like what <laughs> don't <laughs> don't scream at me about it oh <laughs> <laughs> nice that's like a pen and teller moment and anyone that knows us would know exactly where we're going there all right it's always fun but i'm i'm looking forward to the next one when you come on again thank you as always for coming on and, and again seriously congratulations on uh, Kudo and, and the Microsoft integration. I'm Thank sure you. the other other platforms are now going to start knocking on your doors as opposed to the other way around to uh, to say, hey, hold on a second, we need you guys as well. So it's fantastic. Um, unfortunately, that takes us to the end because we always get there really quickly. So I'm going to sign off. So Aria, thanks again, mate. Um, it's kudoway.com, right? K-U-D-O-W-A-Y.com. Yep. That's All right. right, so on that one, thanks again. And till next time, keep your screens clean and your mods shining.